Hey, Tiger fans, show your pride on the road by purchasing an official State of Kansas Tiger Tag. The process is quick, easy, and your $30 license plate fee will support scholarships at Fort Hayes State University. Visit FHSUalumni.com slash drive or contact the Alumni Association to learn more. Your car or truck isn't complete without a Fort Hayes State University Tiger Tag. Visit FHSUalumni.com slash drive today. Go Tigers! It's time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Big Smoke Barbecue on the corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. A distinctly local take on classic American barbecue. Order online at BigSmokeHayes.com. Tiger Talk is also brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above plus beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mess City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine in, carry out, or delivery. You've never had it so good. And Eagle Communications, our community connected. Now, the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And a good Monday. It's time once again for Tiger Talk here along the Tiger Sports Network. Glad to have you with us. We'll be talking with Fort A. State head football coach Chris Brown. Tigers coming up short in Emporia on Saturday against a really good Emporia State team, 42-14 to the final. They're back at home this Saturday. Final home game of the season. Northeastern State comes to town. They gave Washburn a pretty good run down in Tahlequah. We'll preview that a little bit later on in the program. Uh, you can chime I'm in with a question, a chance to win a gift certificate from the folks here at Big Smoke Barbecue, the home of Tiger Talk. We gave another one out for September. So we're starting with a clean slate here in October, or in November, I should say. Gave the one away for October. So you can all chime in. All I have to do is go to the FHSU Athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. You'll see the fans tab. You'll get a drop-down menu there in the very bottom. Ask the coach, and if we use your question, you'll be in the running for that $25 gift certificate. Got a, a several good ones here again today. We'll get to those a little bit later. Later on in the program. Again, we're live at Big Smoke Barbecue, the new home of Tiger Talk, new location, but uh, great food here at 8th and Main and Hayes at Big Smoke Barbecue. Got their own dry rub, choose from the many sauces, open 11 to 8, Monday through Saturday. Of course, it's the old soda shop building and location, so you can get a lot of those great soda fountain treats, uh, the malts, the shakes, and a whole lot more here from Big Smoke Barbecue, the corner of 8th uh, of and Main in downtown Hayes. They were joined by the Head coach of the Fort A. State Tigers, Chris Brown. Um, tough one Saturday. Knew it was going to be a challenge. They'd have to play really, really well against a good Emporia State team. And unfortunately, they blitzed you early. Touchdowns on their first five possessions. You fell behind 21 to nothing. And, and obviously, that was just too too steep of a hill to climb for your guys. Yeah, it was. They are a very, very good football team across the board, offensively, defensively. Um, both lines are very, very solid. Um, got a great tailback, got some great tailbacks, some um, great wide receivers as well. And, uh, you know, they defensively, they're linebackers and D linemen, you know, they moved around quite a bit and, you know, pretty much put a stop to our run game and then it had ended up passing and were able to stop that as well. And, uh, you know, they're, they're a very good football team and, uh, you know, they got a couple more games here towards the end of the year. And I mean, to me, they look like a caliber, you know, a playoff caliber team just because of the things they can put together. And, and they're an older group and, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they've, you know, I know a few of those kids cause when I was living in Topeka, they actually play, you know, at, at Emporia now. Um, and, uh, you know, the Hamas kid, he's a tremendous right. football player and Nicole Schumacher kid is a great player as well. And, uh, just talking to those kids after the game was cool to see as well. But, you know, they're a good football team. They've uh, Coach Higgins done a great job with them, getting those guys ready. And uh, they're big. They're physical. They're fast. And, uh, you know, we're just not right now. We're, we're a very young football team on the field right now. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to find ways to keep those kids positive and excited about playing football and, and trying to get them better, you know, day, week in and week out. 
you look at it, Pori, you brought up a good point. They're, they're an experienced team. I think you could see that on, on Saturday. And, and you faced some good Emporia teams. They had a run early when uh, the Tigers joined the MIAA earlier in, in your stint here at Fort Hayes State where they made the playoffs several times, won a couple of playoff games. I was trying to think how this team compares to those teams, and, and I would say pretty similar, but it seems like their defense doesn't get a lot of credit because their offense and the way they play, they're so up-tempo, they're so dynamic. I think their defense may be a little bit better on this team than some of those earlier playoff teams they've had. No, they're very good. I mean, across the board, corners, safeties, um, you know, linebackers, D-linemen, you know, the way the secondary can fill on the run as well and add that extra hat into the box that you really can't account for because you don't have enough guys. And, uh, you know, and they're physical. I mean, they play physical. They're good at getting off blocks. Um, they're good at, you know, getting around blocks as well. And uh, they're coming downhill to hit you. And uh, and then the play actions don't really work with them as well. You can hold as long as you can, but those DBs are able to somehow get their hip flips, flip their hips and turn and, and run and catch up. But yeah, it's a solid, solid defense. It's probably one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Yeah, they made it tough for the, for the Tigers all day in in that ball game on on Saturday. And, and we kind of touched on before you went on, on, on the air. You kind of feel that first play. You tried to run, and Adrian gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage for a very short gain. It was really difficult to gain any sort of traction on the ground. I think you're negative one at halftime. Finished with 50-some in the second half, but, uh, boy, they made it difficult. No, they did. They just, I mean, they're, they knew exactly where they needed to be there. They had the great run fits. Um, you know, of course, we did miss a few blocks here and there, but, you know, those safeties, it's, just, it's hard to account for those guys, you know, in the run game when you only have, you know, so many guys in the box. And uh, But then if you add a guy, they add another guy to the box as well. So you're, you're always kind of outnumbered. They just got a great scheme and a great set up for you know for the guys that they have and you know they run with it and they they mix things up enough just to kind of confuse you you know in the passing game as well some cover three some cover four some man and it all looks identical and you don't know until exactly you know when the ball snapped exactly what they're doing to you but you know they're tremendous they're they're a good football team and you know i can see them winning a couple more games yeah we'll see what happens and for them it's probably going to come down to i think i got lincoln this week and then uh, northwest missouri state at home for week 11 and that's probably the winner of that one will have at least a shot to get in. I don't know if they're going to have rankings this week because last year they came out with the top ten considered teams. I'm guessing eventually we'll see a ranking and be interested to see where they are, but just kind of have a feeling it's going to come down to that winner in week 11 is going to have a chance, to, a good chance to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. I think that'll be the one that kind of determines who gets in who who doesn't. And, uh, you know, hopefully I think the rankings do come out this okay. week with an actual ranking, ranking? <laughs> instead of alphabetical order. I think that's what I saw on the website. I don't understand why they so. do that, but whatever. But there's there's a good. I mean, you look at those rankings. I mean, there's some good teams in it, and you know we got a few in it as well. And uh, just kind of how things pan out here at the end, and you know you look at some other conferences. You know, with teams you know loses two games here at the very end, but still a nine and two team might not get into the playoffs, even though they played two really good football teams. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I wish we were in it. Yeah, we're not even close to being it. We're used to being in that. You know, a couple years ago, and. Uh, we just got to find ways to get better and get these kids ready to play and get them stronger and get them faster and, uh, you know, understand what we're doing offensively and defensively. They come at you so fast. And, and I mean, seeing game film, we watch it, you know it's coming, but it's hard to simulate. It seemed like that was a problem early on. And I know you talked to your team, you tried to practice. But, again, it's like facing the triple option or some different things. You can try to simulate it, but when you don't do it every day, you're just not going to be as good as that. It seemed like that was a problem early on for the defense, just the, the speed and tempo. I mean, that ball was spotted. They're on the line of scrimmage going. Yeah, they were ready. I mean, right off the bat, you know, I tried to tell Higgins before the game just to slow down just a little bit, and <laughs> he didn't listen to me. But, you know, they do. It's, it's just a great offense. I mean, he's he's got a couple of plays called in, and, you know, the quarterback always looks to the sideline, but you have to be set and you have to be ready because you don't know how fast they're going to go. And, uh, you know, I think they caught us maybe a couple of times, but for the most part we had, you know, small checks, just mm -hmm. little little maneuver things that shouldn't really give us that much trouble. But to me it was just more the missed tackles right. and not getting off blocks that, that cost us more than anything. Well, the missed tackles and, and – seems like this year it was a problem early, felt like it got a little bit better, and in those games defensively did a pretty good job. But obviously against a team with this this caliber and, and these type of players, if you miss a tackle, it's deadly because now a three- or four-yard gain becomes a 14-, 15-yard gain or, in some cases, even bigger. Yeah, it did. And then you, you could see in that game just some of their screen plays or even run plays up the middle where – you know, we don't fully wrap up or run our feet through somebody. And, uh, you know, we gave up a couple of big plays, you know, with the pass game as well. And, and knowing them, you know, when they get a turnover, they're going for the big play. And that's something that we 
told our kids all week long, here it comes, be ready. And, uh, you know, we just didn't make the play, and they did. But, you know, they are a tremendous football team. they got some talented kids, and, uh, you know, they're going to lose a lot of those kids next year, which is good for us. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of ours coming back, which is good for us as well. But, you know, they just they, they capitalized on everything, and we didn't really capitalize on any. Well, this is, I mean, this has kind of been built up for them for this season. It's certainly been the case. Early on, you mentioned you go three and out on that first possession. They get great field position, and field position, especially early on in the game, was a big factor. They started your 38, your 46, uh, but then you got them pinned a couple of times. But you force them into a fourth down. Looks like you might get off the field and survive early, and then they hit the big play for a touchdown. That was kind of a backbreaker, even though it was only their first offensive possession of the game. Yeah, it was, and you know we had a corner there, and I felt like he was a little too far outside, mm-hmm. and I told him, hey, just squeeze in just a little bit, get your hands on him, and the kid just got around us and went vertical, and that kid was fast. He had some good speed on him and went up and got the ball and, and made it look easy, but, you know, that's, that, that's them. They, they find ways to make big plays, and, you know, their kids go and make the play. You know, right, right now I just feel like we're still kind of hesitant, you know, waiting for somebody else to make the play besides ourselves, and uh, we're just kind of sitting back. You know, I'm used to our team always attacking and getting right. after people, or right now we're just letting people come to us and us going to try to make the play instead of just making it. Tigers come up short to the Hornets on Saturday. They'll be at home, senior day, final home game of the year against Northeastern State this Saturday. Make a notation, that is a 1 o'clock kick from Lewis Field. Hope to see you out there. We'll have more on that as the program moves along. Tiger Talk is brought to you today by Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you. Adams Brown, Strategic Allies, and CPAs. We'll take our first break. More Tiger Talk after the break here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. Combos, specialties, quesadillas, nachos, enchiladas, tacos, kids' meals, burritos, sweets, sancho salads, and side orders. Plenty of stuff for you to take advantage of at the taco shop. You can also pick from this month's specials. The pork quesadilla, $4.19, Sanchez, $3.79, and the chicken soft taco, $1.99. The taco shop, 333 West 8th Street, or order through the app. Come on down to the taco shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. taco shop. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. At BTI, we pride ourselves on providing quality John Deere equipment and customer support. Since 1944, BTI has been serving farmers and commercial operators with mowers, tractors, and compact construction equipment at an affordable price. As a leader in the ag industry, BTI offers complete technology solutions so our farmers can help keep America running. Experience the BTI difference for yourself. Call on BTI. Our family in partnership with your family. First and 10 Tigers, Jack Dawson steps up the pocket. He's got a man open. It is going to be Cale Cormody, the tight end of the 20, to the 15, gets inside the 10, to the 5, touchdown, Ford Hayes State. Cale Cormody, his longest career catch. It's a 60-yarder from Jack Dawson to the freshman tight end out of Colorado Springs. And the Tigers are on the board here in the first quarter. Yeah, that was a big play early in the ball game. Got the Tigers on the scoreboard. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and Main and Hayes, the home for Tiger Talk. And we talk about them all the time. Uh, Saul Corbin, that was an impressive uh, impressive run because he was wide open and he catches it, but he's a tight end. I mean, he's he's not the slowest guy, but he's not the fastest guy on the team. And he made a nice move when he cut back in, split a couple of defenders and able to get it into the end zone. Just, uh, again, another 
one of the in a game like Saturday where there wasn't a lot of bright spots, one of the bright spots and reasons to be hopeful and excited about the future. You see a play like that, a young quarterback, young tight end, and really came through right there. Yeah, I did. It, it was a tremendous play. Um, you know, we worked on it all weekend. Yeah, why was that so and, open? And we just saw some things that were happening with them. It was either going to be to the tight end or it was going to be to the to the check down. And uh, you know, thankfully they chased everything down and and it was to the tight end and. You know, he's a little faster than that, I think. I think it's just because he plays so many special teams and you know point. so many different things as well that you know he's gets a little bit winded, but that's a heck of a play by him. And you know, getting back inside and and making Hamas miss, and then you know, getting to the end zone because that's, that's tough to do. But he he kept running. He's a strong kid, and he's only going to get better as the years go on. It was nice to see you guys get a big play because there haven't been a lot of those this year. It's kind of been. I mean, you you start unraveling the season. Injuries has been an underlying factor. Obviously, that's been a key. Turnovers is probably right there, 1A and 1B. But lack of explosive plays and then giving up too many explosive plays. But it was nice to see you guys get one on that side. Yeah, it was. You know, we've we've had opportunities. And it's either we either overthrow it or we drop it or, or, or something like that. Or somebody doesn't make the right block. And, you know, we've had chances to make a lot of big plays. But we just haven't capitalized on those. And then, like you said, defensively. We've given up way too many of them, and we just got to do a better job of starting keeping things in front. And and I think all that really all starts with we have to be more physical, you know, from the very, very start, whether it's on offense or defense, you know, the front lines, you know, in our blocking with our receivers and tight ends, and then, you know, defensively getting off blocks and being more physical, getting hands on receivers and kind of getting them off the route. And that's something that we really haven't done a good job of doing. And it's something that we practice every day, and, uh, you know, we just got to keep grinding it through them and getting the right technique and, and fundamentals, and, and hopefully it'll come. But, again, they're young. They're still trying to learn this game. It's still really, really fast for them. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll pick it up. But I'm glad of this. I mean, I've seen improvement. I really have in the ones that really, truly do care. It felt like the, the physicality has improved since the season went along, but maybe took a step back. And I'm sure the fact the quality of the opponent you're playing and the type of team they have, and maybe because they're so physical, didn't feel like it. But it felt like maybe not as physical Saturday as you had been two or three games leading up to it. Yeah, I didn't think we were at all. You know, and just, you know, coming to the very first kickoff, you know, and seeing that in the very first play from the line of scrimmage, you know, um, you know, that safety coming down, hitting Soto, and then, you know, just their offense, you know, breaking tackles and, and making plays and making guys miss as well. And that's just all, you know, physicality and, and confidence. I mean, just, I just want our guys just to go get after it and, and start attacking instead of sitting back and watching. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like our eyes are in the wrong spots and, and, and not getting our reads. And uh, But that just goes with youth, trying to figure things out and trying to pick it up. But, you know, again, I'm not going to make that an excuse. i got to get these kids coached up and, and ready to play week in and week out. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I told them right after the game, I said, we got two games left. I'm going to give you everything i got for these two games again. So I expect the same thing. We heard a highlight from Kale, the tight end. Got to see Hunter Budkey, and then unfortunately see him limp back off. Uh, looked like he re-aggravated that, that ankle. That was tough to see. But it was good to see him back out there on the field early on in that football game. Any update on him? Uh, we'll see today. I know he's pretty sore, um, so it's probably going to be kind of how the week goes. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping we get, do get him back. But it's just one of those things, you know, with a high ankle, it's, it's hard to – it got back, and then just, you know, it didn't look like it really much happened, like he didn't get landed on or hit on. I think it's just the pressure with the block and, and trying to hold the guy off just kind of got himself out of position just a little bit and might have tweaked it a little bit again. But hopefully, you know, we can get the swelling down and, and get him back this week. Saw Chance out there, which I, I glanced for a moment. They got a backup quarterback who has long, blonde, blondish hair like Chance. And I just glanced at the corner of my eye, saw a guy throwing, and then realized, oh, he was in the white pants. So it was it was Emporia State because no one was wearing the jerseys he, yet. Early on for a second. And he was 14 as well. <laughs> and he was, yeah. I noticed that for a brief second. I thought, wow. But, but he was out there without the brace on, was walking pretty well. Uh, I know he ate. He, he's slowly getting closer. Any any chance that he gets on the field for senior day on Saturday? We're hoping so. You know, that's one thing we really want to try to do is try to get him there. Um, I know he's got a follow-up appointment here on Tuesday to, to kind of see where he's at and, and if they'll release him or not. But, again, it's it's all up to the docs and, and what they say. I want to do exactly what they say because I don't want to harm the kid any more than what it is right now. But, you know, we're hoping so. If not this one, hopefully at least the, the pit game too because, you know, he does make a difference in just his leadership skills and, you know, the things that he does with the, with the ball in his hands. So we'll see. We're, we're hoping for the best. We're praying for the best. But, uh, you know, we're, we got to do what's best for him. How would you evaluate the play of both your quarterbacks? Jack got most of the snaps, although we saw Ethan do some good things again. Um, how would you evaluate their play on Saturday against a really good defense? One of the probably better defenses you've played in quite a while. 
they did okay. I think after they finally kind of settled in and and you know were able to kind of see you know what they were doing to us defensively and uh, and with us you know being able to communicate them. Hey, here's what you're truly getting, and then seeing that as well. And you know they listened pretty well. And you know I thought they did okay. I mean there's still some things you know missed a few balls that, that should have been thrown earlier, and you know would have got us first downs and things like that. But uh, overall, you know, I thought they did well. Um, Ethan, you know, runs well, mm-hmm. uh, physical as well, and sometimes you still want to see him go through, you know, through some of those things that have taken it on like he he does. And, you know, the one on the sideline was a big hit by them. But, you know, get out sooner or let's get vertical and try to get through it. But, I mean, uh, I thought they did pretty well. I mean, there's still things they got to work to improve on, but, you know, they're getting better, you know, week in and week out. Tigers have one final home game on Saturday. They take on the Northeastern State Riverhawks and then close out uh, a week from Saturday at Pittsburgh State to wrap up the season. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue in Hayes at the corner of 8th and Main. BigSmokeHayes.com. That's how you can get it for carryout or uh, delivery or just uh, give them uh, give them your email, BigSmokeHayes.com. Of course, you can uh, always stop on by, open Monday through Saturdays, 11 to 8 for lunch and dinner. The old soda shop, they've got the ice cream treats, the soda fountain drinks, best barbecue in town, their own special dry rub, choice of the different sauces, the KC, the Texas, the Carolina, kind of whatever ever take ever take you like on that. They've got it here at Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. We'll take another break. Back with more Tiger Talk with head football coach Chris Brown here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. Their roots run deep in Kansas, and the secret to success, that little bit of something extra. At Adams Brown, they believe that business should be simplified. They ease your burdens rather than add to them. They aren't just your CPAs. They're an extended team just for you, a team that will work and grow together with you. That something extra is service that gets your attention, exceeding expectations. Certified public accountants at Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you. Online at AdamsBrownCPA.com. Vision, value, integrity. Being a part of a sports team means you are a part of something bigger than yourself. You are a member of a team. What you do on and off the field adds value. When you suit up and give it your all, you walk off that field with a sense of integrity. You see, many of the folks at Commercial Builders were athletes too, and they've built their company around those principles. Commercial Builders, vision, value, and integrity in your construction solutions. Save money while getting your car winter ready at your local Napa Auto Parts store, Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Napa Premium Conventional Motor Oil, 5-quart jug, $17.99, or the 1-quart size for $3.79. Napa High Frequency Battery Charger Maintainer, $29.99. Heat Hog Portable Heater, $99.99. Power Service Diesel Fuel De-Icer, $9.99. And Shop Towels, $11.99. Find savings store-wide at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Dawson takes the snap, rolls left, throws to the end zone. It's going to be caught in traffic. Manny Ramsey, touchdown, Ford Hayes State. Manny Ramsey hauls in the touchdown catch. That is Ramsey's fourth catch of the day. He has now surpassed Eric Busenbark and Lane Bieberly for number two all-time in career receptions, and he's now within one of Tyrone Tracy for the second most touchdown catches in a career. Yeah, big day again for the four-day state senior wide receiver, Manny Ramsey. Welcome back to Tiger Talk Live for Big Smoke Barbecue and Hayes. It's brought to you in part today by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. For the ball fields and the farm fields, the experts at Hayes Med Orthopedic help you regain your best moves. For excellence in joint and spine injury repair, sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, there's no need to travel far. Visit HayesMed.com slash orthopedics and learn more. Yeah, big day from Manny. Six catches, 66 yards. I think we talk about it every week, but he continues to move up the all-time list. He is now, um, with those six catches, has 171 in his career 
Uh, he is now 13. He's by himself at number two, 13 behind Harley Hazlett um, in career receptions at Fort Hay State. He passed Eric Busenbark and Lane Bieberly uh, and Lance Schwent in Saturday's game. So three pretty darn good wide receivers and another good one right ahead of him. He caught a touchdown pass, so he now has 22 career touchdown receptions. You heard it there on the highlight. One behind Tyrone Tracy, who had 23. He's still nine behind Lance Schwent. If he catches Lance... Uh, it's going to be a pretty good finish for the four-day state Tigers, and he moves up in receiving yards as well. Uh, Manny, I think, is number three in career receiving yards. He needs uh, uh, about a about a little over a hundred, little ninety-four-ish. I didn't figure that up to to catch Lane Beaverly, who's number two all-time in career receiving yards. So uh, more accolades for Manny Ramsey. And we've said it before in the program. Uh, by the time it's said and done and he's done at Fort Hay State, he'll go down as one of the all-time greats in, in Fort Hay State wide receiver history and, and unfortunately hasn't had enough help around him. But uh, he had a big day, six catches, 66 yards. And you know the opponent knows that he's going to be a favorite target or one of the guys the Tigers are going after. But he still finds a way to perform. And, and I've said it before, what I love about him, he's not afraid to go and make the difficult catch when he knows he's going to take on contact. Hopefully something for the younger guys to, to follow and emulate because he, he's fearless out there and he he showed that again on saturday yeah he is you know he's a tremendous receiver um finds ways to get himself open um, runs good really good routes um, and like you said he's not afraid to go across the middle at all and uh that's what type of receiver you got to be if you want to you know start breaking records and getting touchdowns and doing all those things you got to be fearless and uh that's just kind of the way he plays on the field and uh he does find a way to get open somehow some way he's not the you know he's not the fastest guy on the field but he does a good job of running routes getting guys to kind of get those corners to fall asleep in safeties and you know able to get himself open and uh and i'm proud of him he, he, he's still working hard so trying to probably break all those guys records so he has a little because you know, he knows Beaverly and Harley and all those guys pretty well, too. So uh, he wants to have a little one-up on those guys. You mentioned runs good routes, and I think maybe sometimes that's something that is forgotten. You can be fast. You can do all those things. The importance of running a precise and proper route and, and getting getting the plan getting the right angle so the defensive back can't cut it down and, and, and get you know get to the ball and knock it away. Manny does that. Hopefully that's something the young guys learn because you can make up. You don't have to be the fastest guy. He's fast enough, but if you run the right route and you run it properly and you do that consistently and you run it hard, he's a prime example of what you can do. Yeah, he is. And, uh, you know, he always finds the spot where he needs to be. And, uh, you know, he finds the holes behind linebackers and safeties and things like that. So, uh, you know, he, he's, he's just got a good feel for it. And uh, hopefully can teach those younger guys, you know, how to get that feel and, and knowing exactly where. And, but it's also him knowing the coverage, seeing mm-hmm. the coverage, seeing all the little rotations and, and him studying and knowing where he needs to be. And, uh, you know, that's what he does. That's why he's so good because he really, you know, with the quarterbacks continuously saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? This is where I want to be. Where do you think I should be at? And it's just that constant communication between him and the quarterbacks. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to play calling as well, of, of knowing exactly where he's going to be and, and what coverage that we think they're going to be in and, and put him in a good spot to make those plays too. So, uh, but no, he's he, he's done a tremendous job. And I just hope those young guys are, are watching and seeing how he does those things. One of the guys, another one, a young one, Marcellus Crutchfield, has been on the field a lot more here down the stretch. He seems to be a guy who's not afraid to make the tough catch. The one, he almost made a phenomenal catch. It came out at the end, but there was a targeting call. Uh, uh, was one of the reasons uh, the ball popped out, but he made a tough one across the middle. He seems to be a guy who's not afraid to to go make the catch and take on some contact. No, he's not. He's you know he's finally turning into the guy. I mean, I, I still think there's some things he can do better, and you know, but again, he's just you know this is really his first year playing with the COVID year, then red shirt, and now he's kind of like a red shirt COVID freshman, whatever you call these <laughs> yeah. guys now. But we need to is, come up with a name for them. Yeah. So this is his, you know really his first and you know action as well, and you know trying to learn our offense and what we're trying to do, and you know with the changes that we put in week in and week out and uh you know, his 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 he's gotten better and he's produced more and you know we still need to kind of look for him a little bit more and, and see his you know growth and maturity as as he goes through our program but again it all starts in the weight room and, and all those things and if he really buys into those things and buys into what we're doing offensively and listens to coach mccray um, great things are going to happen for him we heard that touchdown catch by manny it was your second score of the day the start of the second half obviously the game i think Obviously, they, they put it away because you got to stop. You gave up a, a a first down, and then you forced them to punt, and just some bad luck on a on a shorter punt that back, goes off the back of uh, one of your guys. Um, 
you get the ball, you go down and score, you know, 35, 14, you know, it's obviously an uphill climb. But And then, then you look at what the defense did in the second half. Um, you really didn't give them much. I think you had five straight stops if you'd throw away the, the, the short field they got after the muff on that punt. Um, gave yourself a chance to at least get back and make it interesting, maybe put a little bit of pressure on, but that muff was obviously critical because it allowed them to, to get 42 on the board. That was just obviously too much to, to have a chance to come back. Yeah, against. it was way too much. You know, the first half was all filled position, and the second half we have a – you know, a play like that, I just, we can't get any. The only luck we're getting right now is bad luck. And, I gotta <laughs> and find he was trying way. to get away, it looked yeah, like. he was just trying to get away, and it's just one of those things, how does the ball bounce that way to, to Jack? And that poor kid, I feel so, because oh, he, yeah. he felt terrible. Oh, but, sure. I mean, you don't know where the ball is at when you're running. You're just trying to get out of the way and run away from everything, and it just so happened to, you know, bounce off his back, and then they recover it in the very next play. We know they're going to go for the for the jugular and go all the way for, for a home run, and, uh no, we just got our eyes, got lazy with our eyes and our feet, and then we got beat. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things we haven't had. You know, 2017-18, everything bounced our way. We seemed like we were always getting those bounces, and right now we're not getting any bounce to come our way at all. Well, it's either making up for that or you're building bank, and then hopefully now next year and years to come – you kind of get that that uh, turning back in your favor, and we talked about. In fact, we talked about with some of the Emporia people. Um, you know, they've kind of had a resurgence. They had a great little run, and then they kind of dropped and they struggled. I mean, which again, I kind of, I guess, you see what Northwest has done year in and year out. It, it is amazing, and you kind of have to tip your cap. And there's probably there's some reasons for it that you can quantify, but it's hard to stay at the top. I mean, it's it's you've said it before. Sometimes. The, the journey to get there is easier than staying there, and you're kind of seeing things right now, and, and hopefully uh, it puts the fire back in your team to, to get back to the top of the mountain where they are have been and, and certainly feel you've done it once, you can do it again. But it's just so hard to maintain. You've seen it with Emporia. You saw it with Washburn. You've seen it with other programs who have contended for league championships. It's challenging. Yeah, and especially in this conference because everybody's really, really good, and it's just you know a few little plays here and there that can cost you ball games. But right now, we're just not making hardly any of those little plays that that are going to make a difference. But it is tough, and it is it's hard to stay on top. I mean, when you're trying to get to that point, I mean, those kids are really sacrificing and and, and giving everything they got to to get there. You know, because they they've had to they've been through the grind. They're tired of losing. They want to win, and you know a lot of these kids were. We're here, and they're just part of those wins, and didn't really have to go through the grind to get there. And uh, you know, it's just—it's all down to work ethic and, and passion, and, and and sacrifice, and how much are you really truly willing to sacrifice to to make sure that you know we win ball games, just knowing how tough this conference is. And it all starts, you know, in the summer, and then through fall camp, and then fall, and then Christmas break. What are you doing over Christmas break? Are you just going home and taking a break? Are you still continuing to work out? And then we go into the spring, and you know, how hard do you work in the spring? So it's a it's a year round thing to to be successful and uh, it's 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 a lot of sacrifice and we're going to ask a lot out of you and but so are the other teams with those other you mm-hmm. know with the other teams and their players um it's the ones that, that sacrifice the most and put the most into this going to get the most out of it we're right at the bottom of the hour let's go ahead and use this opportunity to pause 10 seconds for station identification you're listening to tiger talk on the tiger sports network built by pwc with a combination of Kaiser Liquor and Fort Hayes State Athletics, you're sure to be into something good. Kaiser Liquor and 14 KEYS Hayes. Live at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes, it's Tiger Talk with Fort Hayes State football coach Chris Brown. We're going to take another break. We'll come back and get to some of the questions that you sent us throughout the week. We'll do that next as we roll along here on a Monday on Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. 
Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You love living and working in Western Kansas, and so does the ever-growing team of specialists at Hayes Med. We take pride in helping people and communities thrive. Hayes Med is one of the best hospitals in America for patient experience and a top 20 rural hospital nationally. With our high patient satisfaction ratings and award-winning care, Hayes Med is your destination for rural health because here we specialize in you. Learn more at HayesMed.com. October is National Cooperative Month. Midwest Energy is a customer-owned cooperative, meaning everyone who takes service is a part owner. You vote to choose your board of directors, and you share in the economic success of the co-op. Like all co-ops, Midwest Energy promotes growth in our communities through employee involvement, by supporting schools, and through the Midwest Community Fund. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. There's a draw play to Ross, and he's blown up in the backfield. Gavin Hazelhorse comes shooting through there and runs him down in the backfield at the 11-yard line. Loss of five. Welcome back, Gavin. Tiger Talk brought to you today by BTI. They're your John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Tiger Talk on this Monday with four-day state football coach Chris Brown. Yeah, good to see Gavin out there. So a few of the injured players. Hunter, your son was back out there for some limited duty. And, and just with, a, with an offense like Emporia, just good to get some of those bodies back just to give some of the other guys a, a little bit of a breather. Uh, we saw Trevor Watt. Watch make a catch in the game. So some of these injured players, oh, well, not maybe back 100%, at least able to get you a little bit out there. And Gavin was one. And uh, when he was out there, seemed to move pretty good and didn't seem to be bothered too much by that shoulder. No, he, he wasn't. He's, he's a tough kid. And, you know, Nate does a good job of getting those kids back and ready and healthy. And, you know, so is Doc Wally, you know, you know mm-hmm. helping, you know, getting our kids back out there and kind of giving us, you know, what they can and can't do, limited practice stuff. And, you know, individuals are now they can start doing inside run and team and different things like that. But, you know, without those guys' help, we wouldn't be where we are today, even though there's a bunch of them. But they kind of let us know how things are going and progressing. But he, he did a good job. You know, you could just tell he was – you know, sometimes you don't get a practice for a couple of weeks here and there. You kind of lose that, that game conditioning, and you can really see how that kind of wears on some of those kids, you know, as, as the game goes on. But, you know, coming back after two or three weeks and, and, and getting some of those guys back, you can, it's always good to get them back because they're going to help us out and give some guys some rest. Tigers come up short to Emporia State. They'll take on Northeastern State this Saturday for Senior Day and a 1 o'clock kick. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. Had a few questions submitted, and uh, we're going to get to go to those. We always appreciate you sending in your questions again all you have to do is go to the four-day state athletics website fhsuathletics.com uh you'll see of all the tabs you'll see fans you click on it you'll get a drop down menu and at the very bottom of the drop down you'll see ask the coach submit your question if we use it you'll be in the running for a 25 dollar gift certificate from the folks here at big smoke barbecue we gave our october gift certificate away and even though we are technically still in october uh we'll count this one toward the month of november and with basketball coming up shoot up your basketball questions to us in fact we've got basketball later tonight over on tiger radio mix 103 the women opening up and at kansas state with an exhibition game so we've officially reached crossover season so send those basketball questions we'll have another one with coach brown and then shift it to the winter season with uh, basketball uh we did have someone ask about a typical week for you. You know, it's not a Monday, eight to five, Monday through Friday job. And, and obviously it, it changes through the different times of the season. But uh, maybe take us through a typical week uh, with you and your coaching staff uh, following a game and, and everything you do and, and, and how each day is maybe a little bit different as you prepare for a game on Saturday. Mine's pretty busy. Coaches are pretty busy, but it's, I'll just kind of take you through, you know, just kind of how the whole whole thing works. I give our kids Sunday off. I want to be able to go to church and, and get caught up on their homework. And, you know, it also gives us time as a coaching staff to, to really break down the game and evaluate the game and then get kind of started on our next opponent. So when Monday rolls around, we're able to do something with our kids, just kind of get them, you know, ready for the next game and, and some things that we're thinking about putting in offensively and defensively. So we'll do that Sunday. They're off Monday. They come in in the morning and lift. Um, and then they do a little tiger run for about 10, 12 minutes, just kind of get the blood flowing and then try so to get So that's probably pretty early before class is starting. Yeah. Yeah. 6 a.m. trying to get, you know, just kind of get some of that soreness out. And then, 
you know, they got class, and at 2 o'clock we'll have a team meeting on Monday, and then at 2.30 we have special teams meetings, and then around 3, 3.20 we do position meetings, and then about 4.30 we'll, we'll do a little walkthrough, just kind of installing the plays that we're going to put in that week, and, uh, you know, defensively and offensively, and then at 5 o'clock, you know, for any kids that have missed anything, we do a little thing, a little extra running for those guys that, that, that missed at 5, and then on Tuesday, you know, we'll lift in the morning again um, at 6 a.m., 7. There's like three different times for those kids to lift, and they got class the rest of the day. And then, again, meetings at 2 with special teams, 2.15 position. And then about 3.20, we get on the field for practice on Tuesday, and we're done usually around 5.45, 6 o'clock. And then these kids have meetings as well. And as coaches, we're just meeting throughout the entire day, game planning, doing those things. And Wednesday is another day for kids. They don't lift on Wednesday, but the freshmen do lift. Um, but the guys that, that suit up don't lift on Wednesday, uh, but freshmen do. Then again, 2 o'clock meetings, two f- special teams, 2.15 position. And that practice there is probably about, no, a, a two-hour practice. And is that third, the big one of the week usually on Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah, Thursday? Tuesday is usually the big one. Okay. <clears throat> Wednesday is kind of the, a little bit shorter. Uh, like like t- Monday, Tuesday is probably about, you know, Two fifteen, two and a half. Wednesday is probably about a two-hour practice, and then Thursday is probably about you know an hour and a half, hour forty-five, just depending on that. But all the meeting times on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the same. And then on Friday, it's a big special teams meeting day where we go through every special teams PAT, PAT block, field goal, or punt, pump block, kickoff, kickoff return, onside hands, and then you know have our position meetings and go into the the indoor and just kind of do a little walk through like offensively we'll do the top 10 plays that we're thinking of defensively kind of walk through just special situations and stuff like that then we got a script of about oh i'd say 30 plays that we run through like first kickoff and this first offense and this kickoff return and we're just running kids in and out it takes us about you know 10 minutes to get that done and and then we'll feed them dinner that night team meeting that night on friday and then saturday four and a half hours before the game We'll do a little chapel service, and Andrew Gannon is our is our chaplain. He does a great job with our kids, and you know, just trying to get the word of God into them. And then, four hours before the game, we have pregame meal. Then we got to have them at the stadium two and a half hours before, and the first group goes out at ninety. So, uh, pretty interesting. It's pretty busy, but as coaches, we're you know we're we're up all on hours of the night watching film and studying and watching practice and and, and making sure our kids are getting things ready and, and situated. But you know, I don't have our coaches come in till. At eight, 8 o'clock. So the ones that have children, I want them to be able to take their kids to school and, you know, help mom get the kids ready and all that good stuff because you've got to keep mamas happy. And that's, <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. And, you know, they're great ladies. They're, they're great mothers. And we just want to be able to help them out. And, you know, I want to be able to go home after practice, too, as well, to mm-hmm. eat dinner with their family and, you know, help with the kids because everything's on a computer now where you can watch all the film you need to were back in the day it was all VHS tapes and <laughs> you spent a lot of time up there, you the know, in the clicker. office. Yeah, just trying to watch film. So a little easier than it used to, but we still put in quite a few hours and you know, we work seven days a week as a coach, you know, starting in August and, and then I'll continue all the way through recruiting season, which is, you know, ends in February so or, or first of February. So it, it's a long haul. Then we'll get into you know spring ball, which is, you know, just lifting in the mornings and doing some extra runs and then you know, doing those things for about six to eight weeks, trying to get some strength on our kids, and then into spring ball, which we get 15 practices in 30 days. So, pretty busy. Never ends. <laughs> you just you don't seem like you ever get to breathe, but you're. I love doing it. I love the game of football. I just love the thrill that it brings, and I love to help trying to grow young men. You know, into being great husbands and, and fathers, and you know, hopefully, getting them have a, get them to have a good job and get an education and do great things when they're done here. Well, and and it's going to shift here because uh, season ends, and that's the big. You know, maybe the most important part, the recruiting trail. Um, how, how do you break that down? Who where, who goes where? How do you how do you handle the recruiting season, which obviously will be very vital again this year? A lot of it's just kind of like where guys have come from. Like Coach Zoda's kind of from the Dallas area, so he knows a lot of those coaches. His dad coaches down there as well, and knows a lot of those people. So you know, we'll coach send Coach Zoda, you know, to Texas and. Coach Bryant will be part of the Texas JUCOs as well, and uh, you know he'll do Oklahoma because he's he's from the Edmond, Oklahoma area, and he knows a lot of those people. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of area, family so. there for the game at UCO. Yep, and then you know Dudley's like Kansas City area because he's kind of he's from Kansas City, and and so I try to send guys to like 
where they fit the best and they know the coaches and, you know, they, they know the area pretty well. And here I, I do Western Kansas, you know, and then Coach Harris does kind of the Wichita area, even though he's from Canada originally. So we <laughs> surprised kind of, we have more Canadians on the roster. Yeah, we just kind of throw him wherever we can. And then, you know, we got four GAs that we kind of send everywhere, you know, out and about. And, and Coach Siegel does Colorado and Missouri. And, you know, um, we just – as much as we, and then Coach McCray does Florida and he does California and and, and Arizona and Coach Zoda and those guys will have to go out to California with the JUCOs too. So and you know it's a lot of people you do it by position or what? No, we just we do it by a region first, and then after we get to the region, then you know we put everything on a board and we evaluate each kid that 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 we've seen and we rank them in a certain order and. Uh, you know, the ones we really like, you know, if it's an offensive lineman, Coach Bryant will get involved with the recruiting coach on trying to recruit this kid. And if we really, really like him, then I'll get involved as well. And so there's, there's a big process to it. It's a lot of communication and make sure we're all on the same page and what we want to do with these kids. Well, fascinating stuff. And obviously that'll be coming up here soon. We need to squeeze in another break. We'll do that. Still had a few more questions that were sent in this week. And uh, we'll get to those when we return. Uh, Tiger Talk is brought to you by the Taco Shop. Order by phone. Use the app. Pick up. Delivery, dine-in, the taco shop. It's a Hayes tradition since 1970. You've never had it so good. More Tiger Talk after this break on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. Combos, specialties, quesadillas, nachos, enchiladas, tacos, kids' meals, burritos, sweets, sancho salads, and side orders. Plenty of stuff for you to take advantage of at the taco shop. You can also pick from this month's specials. The pork quesadilla, $4.19, Sanchez, $3.79, and the chicken soft taco, $1.99. The taco shop, 333 West 8th Street, or order through the app. Come on down to the taco shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. To the taco shop. Lingard Howard CPAs wants to help make your life easier by finding solutions to your tax, accounting, and business issues. Are you dealing with IRS notices or possibly looking for ways to minimize taxes? Maybe you are starting a business or looking for advice on how to improve your business. Lingard Howard is here to help. Whether you need us to tackle complex issues or assist with payroll, bookkeeping, and sales tax, your time is important. Let us give you more. Lingard Howard CPAs, we can help. We do that. Back to pass, Forrester now being chased, rolling to his right, throws it late in coverage, and a big-time catch made by Watts. Trevor Watts in that play. He took a hit but held on to it at the Hornet 49-yard line. That is a gain of 14 yards, and what great concentration, and Forrester put that in a tight window, and Trevor Watts, he hasn't played a lot since week one when he injured his hamstring against Northwest Missouri State, made a big-time catch and brings up a third down now, third down and seven. That was a nice catch by Trevor. Good to see him back out there on the field on Saturday. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue in Hayes, downtown Hayes, corner of 8th and Main. BigSmokeHays.com. You can get it to go. Order online at the old soda shop location. Open for lunch and dinner Monday through Saturdays, 11 to 8. Got their own dry rub, their own choice of sauces, some really good things to choose from. I think I'm doing the um, burnt ends and mac and cheese today. Trying that one again. Um, 
their mac and cheese is pretty darn good. So just a few hints if you're wondering what to order from the menu here at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Tiger Talk with Florida State football coach Chris Brown. The Tigers wrapping up the home slate this Saturday against Northeastern State. We'll preview the Riverhawks in a little bit. Still getting to some of your questions. Again, you can go to the Florida State Athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. Click on fans. You'll get a drop down. There at the bottom, you'll see Ask the Coach. And if we use your question, you'll be in the running for a $25 gift certificate from the folks here at Big Smoke Barbecue. Um, question set in this week about the transfer portal. First, your opinion about it, I guess. Do you like it? Do you don't like it? And how has that affected the Tiger program? Um, really hasn't affected us too much, and heck, you never know after after this year and the season that we're having right now. Hopefully, it doesn't. You know, and the kids want to stay here and really get this thing turned around again. But opinion on it, I, I don't, I don't really know. I just feel like sometimes when you make a commitment to a football team, you know, because we're making a commitment to that young man as well, that, that you stay committed. I just think it's a, an easy way out if a kid's not starting or not being the guy that. You know, instead of working to be the guy, um, it's an easy way out to, to go somewhere else and, and, and hopefully play. But, you know, for some it's good. You know, so some kids actually do get to go step up. But, you know, that's all based off of film and, and, and the needs of others. And, you know, of course, we'll look at it. And uh, and then sometimes you wonder why those kids are in the portal, too. Do they get in trouble or they just didn't make the team? Or, um, do they they think they're better than what they are right now or, or whatever it might be? But, I mean, we're going to go look at kids and then try to find a few off there and, and see if they fit us as well. But you got to do a lot of research to make sure you know exactly, you know, why the kid's leaving and who is he character-wise. And, you know, talk to their coaches as well to see, you know, if, we, if he had any problems or, or what it might be. Or maybe he wasn't going to play because they brought in some guy that this kid, he's never going to play. And uh, now if that's a reason and the kid's good enough to play somewhere, he definitely needs to have a chance and opportunity to go somewhere else and play. And I guess it probably in some ways maybe makes it easier to identify some of these kids than maybe it was in the past because it's out there on the portal. But, again, everybody else knows about them as well. So I guess there's some some give and take and pros and cons to that. But um, it it does make it easier for a kid to be noticed and and to put out there. And and I've not done any research. And, you know, I'd be curious what the number of – and you you hear about it and you've seen it. You've seen kids go from D2 to D1, um, and and it works out great. I I mean, the the number – of if you transfer D, D division two, do you end up at another division two? Do you end up at a lower? I mean, where how it all all shakes out? It'd be interesting to see the the analytics on that. But I I'm guessing it just makes it a little bit easier, at least to identify these kids and to try to to fill some of those needs if you can. Yeah, if you can, you know, and it's you know, and for the kid, it's kind of a risk too doing it, you know, and uh, you know, will I go to an upper level? I go to another D two, like you said, or do I have to go down a level as well? And uh, you know, some kids we've had a few, you know, and it's just because they weren't going to play here, and, and it wasn't anything bad is like you know we'll help any way we possibly can to get you to another school and uh, I think when something like that I think it's really really good for, for the young man because I want the kid to be able to step on the field mm-hmm. play I mean they're putting in a lot of time in the weight room and you know the film room and with the study halls and, and the film hours that we make them do they, they need to get the opportunity to step on the field and play and that's you know the conversations you have with your young men when you know them well enough and can have those conversations and you treat them right good things can happen but you know we're gonna try to help them out as much as you can but we'll hit it we'll look at it but there's so many i mean there's just so many kids on there to look at it, it it's it's crazy the number of athletes that have entered the portal you know these last heck this last month yeah it is amazing and you see it at all different levels uh, uh, of college football uh, another question that was set in you played on some great teams in the 90s at pittsburgh state you've coached for a a number of years now i like how they put that trying to you That's know nice. maybe not <laughs> like the nicest thank you so you've coached for a number of years we won't say how many is there any difference in today's athlete than when you played and from maybe your early years of coaching um it's just I don't know if it's just, I mean, when I played, it was, it was rough and tough and the coach was all over you and put his hands on you and grab you and say whatever he wanted to say to you, you know, and, and anymore, it, it's, it's not like that. You, you really gotta, you know, be careful with how, how you talk to these young men and then how you coach them and the things that you say and make sure you don't grab them. And, you know, sometimes you smack them for a good play or something like that. But if it's a bad play, make sure you don't, you know, do anything, you know, into the young man, but just, you know, it's just how you approach it with them now. You know, it's more of why and how and, you know, and 
was it me or was it not me? I mean, it's, it, it is a lot different and the way you approach things a lot different now than what it used to be. It used to be just get ripped and now you just got to explain to a kid why, you know, you're on him and explain, trying to get him better. And, you know, you don't want the kid to fold and to wilt and, uh, and, and to be done just because it's just, it's just a different time and age. And, you know, it, everything, <coughs> excuse me for now, right now is, on the phones, it's instant success, you know, and, and right now we're trying to get these kids to go in the right direction, and they're wanting this instant success, and it's not going to happen unless they put in the time and the effort, and it's getting them to understand it's going to take work, it's going to take commitment, it's going to take sacrifice to get to where you want to be. It's just not going to happen for you overnight. What about the physical side? I mean, we see it in basketball uh, where kids start playing, you know, second, third grade on travel teams. And, and so, I, I mean, I think the, the skill level when they get there – it seems like kids are maybe more mature physically because they've been in the weight room throughout high school compared to maybe how it was when, when you and I played. And um, you played, obviously, way higher level and much better than I ever did. But, but you know, weights weren't as big of a deal as it is now. And, and so it just seems like kids are more physical and more ready to go sooner than maybe they were back when you were coming out of high school and you are playing in college. You find yeah. that? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think they're, you know, they are ready, but they're still... And, and football's made more than basketball and some other sports because of the physical nature of it, uh, it's a little more hard to judge and say that. It is just because of the strength these kids need to put on. I mean, they, they are strong, but we need to put more strength on them. We need to put more weight on them just because of the size of the kids that we're playing right now. I mean, yeah, there were some big guys when I was playing, but, you know, I came right out of high school, weighed 165 pounds, and then started safety and, you know, had no problems doing it. But now going back, I probably couldn't do that now just because of the phys- you know the, the size of the guys, the strength of the guys. and uh, But the physicality part of it, I think, is where the, the game lacks. I mean, it's not as physical as it used to be when I was playing. I mean, it was there was no targeting. There was no defenseless player, and there was none of those things. And, you know, now it is. So I think it's kind of taking that physical part of the game, you know, out of it. But, you know, so kids can't come in and play right away because of that physicality part's gone. But it's, it's still a lot of work, just the strength part of it's probably the main thing that we got to get in these kids and just learning what we're because it, it's so more advanced you know that when i played it was it was advanced but not from high school but now it's really really advanced with all the different type of plays and things that you got to put in because offenses are so different than what they used to be it used to be just ground and pound and play action <laughs> and a few passes here and there where now it's everything's spread out and there's motions and there's shifts and there's you know different you know, cadences and then all these little different things. There's alerts now where you look to the sideline and get to play because of what the defense is in, and then the defense has got to adjust too. So just so much goes in. I think it's the, most of it's the physical part and trying to figure out what they're doing offensively and defensively because there is so much to it. And Mikel Williams even kind of told us that on uh, one of the press conferences, coming from junior college to now four-year, just how much more intense and detailed and all the things that go into it, certainly a big factor. We need to squeeze in our final break. We'll do that right now. We'll come back. We'll pre- Preview this Saturday, the Riverhawks from Northeastern State coming to Lewis Field. We'll do that after the break. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue. It's Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. There is freedom in movement, and HazeMed Orthopedic Institute helps you regain your best moves. As one of America's top 20 rural hospitals, HazeMed offers the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas, complete with quality outcomes and our four-star patient experience. From joint and spine surgery to sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, we are here to help you move freely. No need to travel far. Learn more at HazeMed.com backslash orthopedics. Their roots run deep in Kansas, and the secret to success, that little bit of something extra. At Adams Brown, they believe that business should be simplified. They ease your burdens rather than add to them. They aren't just your CPAs. They're an extended team just for you, a team that will work and grow together with you. That something extra is service that gets your attention, exceeding expectations. Certified public accountants at Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you. Online at adamsbrowncpa.com. 
Stop looking for a job and start a career with BTI Equipment as an equipment service technician. BTI Equipment is one of the most progressive John Deere dealerships in the country and invests in technology, education, and resources for our employees. With industry-leading wages, uncapped bonus potential, paid training, company-matching 401k plan, and more, there's never been a better time to join the BTI family. Call on BTI. For career opportunities, visit btiequip.com. Gave him the ball at the 26. There's a pass in the flat. Manny Ramsey has it. It's across the 20. Breaks the tackle 25. And stretches it all the way out to the 27-yard line. And a first down on a gain of 18 for another catch from Manny Ramsey. His fifth of the day. Yeah, it's six for 66 yards on Saturday. Tiger Talk brought to you by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank would like to get to know that story. It's banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. Final segment here on Tiger Talk. Four-day state with Senior Day hosting the Northeastern State Riverhawks. You'll honor the seniors before the game and then get a Riverhawk team that almost pulled off a shocker they had Washburn down pretty much the entire day. The Ichabod's able to rally late, but uh, catch a team, maybe playing some of their best football of the year in Northeastern State. Yeah, they are. You know, they've really come around the last few years since Coach Eckert's been there. He's done a good job of, you know, recruiting kids and getting kids to buy into what he's doing. And, you know, he's got an offense set for him and, and, and a defense as well. And you can see right now that they know exactly what they're doing to get themselves in good spots. And they play really, really hard. So, uh you know, we're going to have a work cut out for us um, this week, and uh, you know we just got to make sure we come to practice every day and ready to go. But they are a good football team, and it's going to be a battle. All right, sounds good. Have a great week of practice. We'll see you at the stadium on Saturday. Thanks, Gerard. That's Chris Brown, coach of the Four Day State Tigers. Again, Four Day State Northeastern State, one o'clock kick on the air at noon with the Auto World pregame show. We've got Tiger women's basketball tonight. Exhibition at K State, six thirty tip, six oh five with the Auto World pregame show, and then again next Monday. Tiger Talk here at Big Smoke Barbecue, brought to you by Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, Adams Brown, The Taco Shop, BTI, Hayes Orthopedic Institute, and our great host, Big Smoke Barbecue at the corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. Till next week, this is Gerard Welbrock. So long, everyone.